from the creators of Relevant Magazine, this is The Relevant Podcast. Friday, January 18, 2019, and this is The Relevant Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Strang, and here with me in our Orlando studios, Jesse Carey. Hello, hello! Live and in the person. <laughs> so uh, jealous. Over there on the ones and twos, our illustrious engineer, my brother, Chandler Strang. Hello. On the Skype line from Nashville, Tennessee, Tyler Huckabee. Hey, everybody. And just down the road, where the internet <laughs> finally works. 20 minutes farther away than she was 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Author, speaker, <laughs> podcaster, cowgirl extraordinaire, Annie F. Downs. Good morning, gents. What a day. We have a great show in store for you today. Uh, coming up later, Francis Chan joins us. Yeah. We got him out of hiding. I know. This was really He's cool. He's elusive. He is elusive. He's like a Sasquatch. Well, I found out where he was, and we it's talked creepy. about it a lot. He was in the Holy Land. He was in the Holy Land. He just said this, you know, like after kind of Numa, there's been like this, you know, there's not not a void, but there isn't like these standout video teaching series. He's releasing one eight part series on the Book of Mark right. filmed live in the Holy Land. He literally does one of the teachings while standing in the Jordan River. I got to watch a bunch of this the other day. And they were like, you want to talk to Francis about it? Let me check it out. Let me vet this. Yeah. Oh, we need to talk. It is incredible. Awesome. Can't, you, you're going to hear about it later. Let's I like the later. idea of, of uh, sending a relevant roving reporter to find for, like the general in the movie to have to pull the grizzled old <laughs> the grizzled old sharpshooter out for one last mission. You show up <laughs> this, like, this little hut in the Holy Land. And he's like, I, mean, I you, don't you, do you, Francis Chan, Francis Chan's wily. I mean, like he'll yeah. get all he successful, is. have a big ministry, and then he goes, nah. And he'll like yeah, vanish. Right. And he'll vanish it's, for like a year. But what you you guys are describing is basically the plot of Rambo 4 when missionaries are captured in like Cambodia and that is where you know way too much about the Rambo Rambo? listen listen this is how they someone goes to find Rambo who is a professional cobra hunter at this point yeah that is literally (laughs) he's lived in a shack and he hunts cobras professionally and he has to decide whether he takes the mission is Rambo the the boxing movies I'm sorry oh that's that's Rocky Rocky Rocky. sorry hey can we mute her as a penalty (laughs) for (laughs) 35 seconds there's not a penalty box you don't like growing up with brothers no penalties for not growing up with brothers most of the most of the 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 missionary hostage shakers are killed with Rambo's bare hands and it is a it's the movie is a hard R <laughs> on the grounds of on the grounds of graphic graphic violence a good but, 1980s hard R yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. the hardest R hey I gotta yeah. apologize to you guys uh, hey, look, we're, look a little under the water we're recording with in apologies. the morning and I'm very tired and I can't shake it I've, I've had all the caffeine oh. I've had the breakfast mm-hmm. I've I've I can't shake it. What's I've got arm? like the clouds behind so my eyes. So not sick. You just you just you just sleep. No, I'm just tired. You're up I, late, out of it. Well, I was watching, you know, on DVR, The Bachelor and the Vanderpump Rules. Okay. You know, okay. up wow, this, but, this is user error. But then, right, this is a user error situation. But it's boring. You know, I, it's a second screen situation for me yeah. when I do those. Yeah, you gotcha. know, and and I didn't have my laptop out, so I didn't. Sure. So I was just fiddling around on my phone. Ended up getting into it with an internet troll oh, later night, uh, and uh. 
Took, I took, read all of that. Took, took a little time. Was this okay. on Twitter? Why did you do that? Okay. Why did you engage? Before we go into it, because I, I actually I, saw I, 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 I saw it too. It? Oh, okay. And oh, yes. I read all of it. Okay. First of all, I haven't reread it. It was a late night situation for me, and That's I woke up I to a whole lot of notifications. So, so, so. so I think we all might have a brief take on this. We don't need to belabor it, but I would I, really I like see. you. To, I'm, I'm on pins okay. and needles. So, like, it's on my Instagram story. But if you're listening to this, it's gone by now. So. Cameron, why don't you just give us a brief synopsis? Well, of what, I don't, I don't read, I don't read the relevant comments. We talk yeah. about this famously. Yeah. You got to just idea. ignorance Good is idea. bliss, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, somebody apparently commented on one of relevant's posts addressing me by name, mm-hmm. and a person saw that and tagged me and said to the guy, "You're a coward. Why didn't you like? Why don't you actually tag him?" You know, yeah. if you're going to talk about so, them. Yeah. So you so got then, tagged in. You Somebody right, like, somebody like, in, they, like shown, a, they shown the bat signal in the sky. Then I got the notification. And it's late like at Rambo. night. The bat, the bachelor's getting a little <laughs> boring. I see my name pop up. I check uh, it out. Yeah. Okay. First mistake. That was the yeah. first mistake. Huge. Also, I, you're implying that that happened at 8 p.m. last night when the bachelor was on and it was no, not. I was DVRing it. No, no, no. I was late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, you were is, late at night. You should know better. This is a 1 a.m. This is a 1 a.m. bachelor viewing. Got to catch up. Yeah, Fast forward through the, the commercials. You know what I'm saying? And apparently you guys, thanks a lot for, first of all, you guys posted the very controversial Gillette commercial about being a dad like so having his son not be a bully. Okay, oh, yeah. but, uh, before oh. because I want to get you into the 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 the, the nitty gritty of the exchange. Oh yeah, we need but to go people, back. And... But for people who haven't seen the ad, that that is supposedly very controversial. Here's what's controversial about it. Uh-huh. Gillette is making a statement that for far too long men have gotten away with sexual harassment with. You know, there's clip bully. There's literally a a clip of two kids like fighting and a dad pulling them off saying, this isn't how we solve our problems. And it's saying we need to be better men and not toxic masculinity. For some reason, people found this message controversial (laughs) for some reason back in my day we bullied the nerds real real men would just walk down the street groping everyone we would give wedgies to whoever we please because we're men it's like okay this is controversial the the conversation around what is appropriate and inappropriate conduct has gotten so controversial yeah. that an advertisement for razors that is persuading their customers who are who for this particular shaving product are men to live yeah. lives of integrity right. and not to sexually assault people and not to bully other people physically in 2019, that is now a controversial so, message. Tyler, this guy basically was saying to me that my father is the right example, how he supports... You should say correct with the left and right that's oh, coming he made into it, your conversation. So he made it personal. He <laughs> yeah. said that your he dad said, is Cameron, like... You're, he said literally, like, you're a disappointment. Your dad, like, pa- like paved the right path. He supports Trump. You have scotch taped the New York Times onto the cross. You left yeah, us liberal. Yeah, what does that mean? I didn't understand you're, why he kept saying that. You're, well, it's, you're it's a disappointment. It's literally true. That's something that Cameron has in his new house. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a metaphor. It's just a, it's a, decora- it's a decorative house, piece. It's, it doesn't, I hate it's not this a more than I thought yeah. I would. Uh, hey, yeah, it's, 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 it's a high concept art piece. I it's, will, over I the, it's over the master I It's Banksy. Wanna, it's very, I, I like, I thought it was cool. I don't want to make this uh-huh. personal, but I will say, yeah. 
that to be fair to this guy's point, yeah. the first time I met your dad, he shook my hand and gave me a wedgie. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I don't want to make it personal. Yeah, put you in your place. No, no, but but for yeah, some I mean, reason he kept saying like leftist and liberal, and it's like when yeah. when did not punching another kid. Yeah become a political issue like the the root of the word political is say comes from the same root as policy right the ideas of hey let's this. treat people with respect and dignity uh, and and not fall as into, a policy as a society yeah, yeah. It, it, that's yeah. not political just because one political party happens to have elected someone who brags about sexual assault that doesn't make it a political issue. I know plenty of, of very thoughtful, uh, uh, very uh, intelligent, very caring people who consider themselves politically conservative that would have no objection to the message of this commercial. If anyone is uh, projecting any sort of political message on it, that should be terrifying to, to that person because right. they have betrayed their own political ideology in favor of something disgusting and horrible. Right. And it says more about them and who they may have voted for than it does say anything about a razor company. But apparently I'm a disappointment because we, you guys posted this leftist shrill on the internet. Gillette. And, and now well known, I am, well known now, progressive rabble rouser. So, so this, this, this guy was so offended by our leftist propaganda of posting the Gillette commercial that he went in deep on me and, and, and my dad and my relationship with my dad. And I'm like, you don't know me. You don't yeah, know my I didn't dad. Like that part. I, it was but weird. Also, he's the kind of guy who is fighting on the internet at 1 a.m., which unfortunately you were too last night. Yeah. But yeah. the kind of guy who's fighting on well, the internet at 1 a.m. because that's honestly because Bachelor was wasn't that good last night. I, I, I just I, I just got bored. Here's the thing. Know? I rewatched the commercial the, right before we recorded. So here's the thing. I, I wanted to actually play audio from this and in case you miss it, but I feel like in order for it to translate, you have to see the imagery. It's a visual. That's juxt- it's a visual yeah, the, the juxtaposition between this like really obnoxious uh, behavior that's, that they're showing on screen with the voiceover is kind of how you bring the message home. So you can go to relevantmagazine.com and watch it. You can Google it. You can find it anywhere and watch it. But... Just don't comment on it. Yeah. Or if you comment on it, don't tag yeah. me, please. Yeah, but, but but here's the thing. I watched it again after after respond. reading Cameron's story. It's like, okay, I'm going to watch it with the outrage filter on. Like, right. I'm going to try to see... Like, the world if, through this guy's eyes. Yeah, right. but, and I'm going to try to identify like, what get, is... Get, a, get so offended watching it, Jesse, that you want to publicly <laughs> talk about my relationship with my father. And, and it was baffling. It was baffling. There were like, like what? On- Why are we giving this guy so much airtime, by the way? We didn't say his name. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I, I think we started with Cameron's time. I'm tired. I think one That's thing why. that I was, I was like struck by was when I was little, I don't know who's a disappointment to whose father, but when I was little, <laughs> it was very common <laughs> I don't want to get into that. But when I was little, it was very common growing up in conser- the conservative circles that I did to talk about how men these days need to need to toughen up. They need to be better examples. They need to be positive role models for the young generation. This was a pretty common conservative critique of masculinity. But then as soon as it became as it seems like the 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 political display of this has sort of switched. And now the there's this this pushback against the idea that anytime somebody says men should be better than they are they're like whoa 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 men should be better people we're not we don't touch those well that that doesn't sound right at all what kind of it's like this is a very straightforward this is as old as this is older than adam man this is a very simple very easy message to swallow and i think that 
just you said it well. If you see a political message there, that says a lot more about you than it does about the message itself. I thought it was a great ad. Jesse and I were looking and for slices Pierce yesterday. Pierce and that Morgan popped up. kind of the one Pierce Morgan's the one who kind of started making it a political thing and everyone jumped on, right? That doesn't that Which doesn't that is his me. actual job is to to fill hours with normal things that he makes political. Well, and, and so huh. if he, wasn't he first? I mean, I feel like he's the yeah, first person I, I, I saw make a thing. That that would check well, out. He, that he may have been sense. one of the first prominent, but immediately anytime someone suggests that, you know, there might be, um, you know, pervasive social problems that need to be addressed and those problems might fall on gender lines. People they're they're even non-prominent people for some reason, you know, the irony is those are the people who are always like, Oh, this is, you know, you snowflakes get triggered by everything. It's like, you're the, who's the snowflake getting triggered by a razor commercial. It's not, it's, it's not, Annie, I'm sure you got an opportunity to see the ad. I want to know what your opinion on, on the commercial was. I thought it was beautiful. I watched it this morning. Yeah. I mean, I'm totally for, what it is saying and the way it is the political stuff here that, you know me, I'm not going to be the first one who's going to care about all that, but I do care about a commercial that teaches men that it can be manly to be tender and it can be manly to, to talk from the heart and act from the heart. And that's what that commercial did as a female watching it. That was my biggest takeaway was like, Oh, they are saying like it's super masculine to protect other people, not to torture other people. And yeah. I so I liked it for that. reason. OK, Annie, we try to stay a little apolitical on this podcast. Like we got a lot of it. I would appreciate if you would kind of tap the brakes on your agenda here. Save it for save it for your podcast, Annie. Uh, I, I All that. I'm sorry. Just I'm, all the listeners. I'm sorry about all that. I'm just tired a little well, bit. Well, that so. is why you're tired, Cameron, is because yeah. well, uh, and, uh, you should not be fighting with a stranger 100%. on the Internet. Internet at 1am 100% and 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 I mean Jesse's down we had a big weekend that's the other reason why I'm tired you really did this weekend there were back to back Orlando Magic games Mm -hmm. they'd been on the road for like two weeks you know they did terrible on this road trip and then Saturday we played the Boston Celtics Sunday we played the Houston Rockets Won both of those games. Yeah, that's great. Thanks it to was, Jesse. He's the good luck charm. He's I absolutely am. Last time I was here, we beat the Toronto Raptors. Yeah. I mean, uh, you are coming down every time. <laughs> I, know. I know. I mean, it's, <laughs> right. it's the energy they can hey, feel. Hey, people, people they, uh, you know, there's no, I, I don't believe in luck, but I am incredibly superstitious when it comes to basketball. I moved my seat over. I used to sit on the right mm-hmm. seat. Now I sit on the left seat. They're doing better. Yeah. You know, I, I don't wear a certain jacket that I wore during some bad losses. Yeah. Yeah. Now you keep showing up. We win games we shouldn't win. You That's know what I'm right. saying? And we Did had we uh, win the night we were all there? No. Oh, no. That we, was a but egregious I, loss. But horrible, I, horrible but, loss. But the difference was I was so far away from the court. Yeah. That's the comparatively. Oh, yeah, we were so far away from the no, court. No, no, I, we, we were, we were we in excellent Jesse. seats. We had excellent seats. <laughs> you were on the ninth row. Yeah, but I'm saying they comparatively. You back there. The, the energy. Yeah. The, the, totally different. The toxic masculine mojo I project onto right. the court. Right. Uh, sure, sure, just, sure, sure, sure. You're if you will. Jesse, is there like an angels in the infield situation here where you, when you show up, Christopher Lloyd and his his army of skilled sports a- a- angels also can like can <laughs> yeah. start doing invisible basketball tricks. Yeah, exactly. But I've, if you, if listeners remember a year ago, we did the relevant sports podcast yep. and, and you, Jesse, you were on it and your co-host was Steve Carter. Yeah. Uh, at the time, I love uh, Steve Carter, pa- a pastor at uh, Willow Creek at the yeah. time. And uh, Steve was down on Sunday and yes, went with was. us to the game. So I felt like I was living the relevant sports podcast oh, with yeah. these guys For sitting on the, the, my insightful side. Commentary. The, 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 Annie, we got into trouble though. 
I mean, it was I such a big game. I am dying to hear this story. It was such For a the big listener, game. theater of the mind is my friends won't tell me stories in real life because they will only tell me on the relevant podcast. Well, Go. <laughs> so, you know, I don't like James Harden. He doesn't like me. You know, I mean, that's just the bottom line. That's okay. I'm so, sorry. He plays for the other team. Yeah, the Houston yes. Rockets. Okay. He has a big beard, yeah. and he's Fear been on a streak. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on an unprecedented NBA record streak right now of averaging more than 40 points a game over the last almost 20 games. Tell him, tell him how much he scored against the Magic. 38. Okay, but nice. he's still averaging over 40. Yeah. But still, but here's the deal: he was one of 17 from three, and I rode him. Okay, first of all, <laughs> two. Austin Rivers is on. Like, what kind of stuff were you yelling, though, Cameron? <sighs> it's not Let's, safe for you know, little ears. I, I, I don't cross. I, I, I'd be more comfortable no, if no, we no, just no. didn't get into yeah. what we were saying to the players specifically. Because I'll just say this: if I can just say, yes. they're very undulate. They were the type of things. They were the you type were the of things we, that the bad men were yelling in the Gillette commercial. So, so then there's a player, Austin Rivers, who used to play for the LA Clippers. I was writing him. He turned around and gave it back back to me. And then all of a sudden, I say, I say, I say to Jesse, "See, the mark reveals itself. Yeah, you don't come exactly. in premeditated." And so the rest of the game, <laughs> it's on Austin Rivers and and oh, Steve gosh. Carter went at halftime and went and bought like. Magic warm-up gear and old-school oh, yeah. shorts, gym shorts, and he comes Wait, out like... Can you talk me through that a little bit? He walked away from you in normal clothes. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And he came, came back, back totally fully head out. to foot. Basically in he went and in, changed. Where were his clothes? In, a, in his, the bag that he bought. Oh, you know. yeah. my gosh. Steve and Carter. So, what he's a hilarious. Hero. So it was crazy. And like Dedication. in the fourth quarter, this is a, only the second time this happened to me. Fourth quarter, security guard comes over to me and Steve. Guys, you got to keep it down. You got, you got to calm a down a little bit. Game. You got to calm down no. a little bit. And I'm like, and That's then I was betrayal. like, Jose, and I like, I'm like, Jose, what? I like, I know him. And he like pointed to his earpiece. He's like, just <gasps> chill a little bit. Did you like say somebody called it did in? Did you say you and your oh. liberal father? <laughs> Someone <laughs> called you. So does that, do you think the other team did? No, no, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't know. We calmed down. I yeah. mean, we did. I'm like, it's almost like, like, it's like when your favorite teacher that you're super cool with, you know, like yeah. whatever kind of goes, like you get in trouble, yeah. By yeah, the yeah, yeah. teacher, I thought we had a thing. No, <laughs> I, I tell you who it was that said something. Come, some clean shaven <laughs> liberal so from Hollywood <laughs> that happened to be in that night. We made, but we missed you, Annie. Steve Carter was a blast, and and uh, it was it was fun. We missed you. you I just could. think the world of him, and I love. I y'all were having so much fun on Insta Story we that it was so much all I could do not to too drive myself to Orlando. Too much fun. Yeah. I'm still tired. Yeah, I, uh, because of yeah, that. Clearly, all that all pleasure midnight fighting. Just uh, not gonna, not, not gonna, gonna cut gonna, it, buddy. Yeah, so That's all, that is a busy weekend. I'm, I'm <laughs> glad you made it into the office. I, I probably would have taken a sick day after all that. I went strolling around town, throwing Gillette razors in the garbage, and just going around town bullying for a while, just finding people to pick on, just to kind of recoup my masculine energy. And uh, wow, what a day! What a day! All right, we'll move the show along. It is time for our weekly look back at what happened in culture and entertainment. It's time for in case you missed it. Hey, in case you missed it, uh, this week, Dr. Strange director, you yeah. know, uh, Scott Derrickson uh, went online and pleaded with his fellow Christians to live more according to Jesus's teachings. Uh, the filmmaker has also directed like Sinister, The Exorcism of Emily Rose and others. Uh, he, he, he went to Twitter to explain his problems with modern Christianity this week. He said, American Christians have long loved their pop culture heroes. I've... I have frustrated attempts to make me one. 
uh, because of this singular heartfelt conviction. In America, we Christians are not the solution. We are the core problem. Uh, When asked to elaborate by our very own Tyler Huckabee via Twitter, Scott explained the ways that Christians could change the conversation for the better. He said, one, reject Christian nationalism. It's a straight up heresy. Two, read the Gospels. Jesus was about aiding the poor, the judged, the sick, and the socially oppressed. Three, reckon with fear and racism. They are deceptively deep roots in the American faith. Uh, Along with uh, challenging ideas about nationalism and faith on Twitter, Scott is currently at work on the Doctor Strange sequel, by the way. That sound, those words are sound like a man that shaves his chest with a Gillette razor every day. He has a little mustache, so I don't know where he's getting these ideas from, but I don't trust him. I don't see what's, uh, I don't get it. Huck, how often do you respond to someone like that and you, and they respond back to you? Uh, very rarely. I've yeah, interacted with Scott Derrickson a few times. Uh, I, I think he follows me. So uh, we have, I wouldn't, I said, we, I think we have like a report. I don't know about yeah. a rapport, Rep- but he's yeah, responded yeah. to me enough times. I, I think he's aware of like the magazine. He's been in the magazine before. He's been it. He was been in the magazine a couple. I just times. think it was great that he took time to like, give you a legitimate, like thoughtful answer. Versus like not responding or blowing you off. I just think that's kind of cool. I, I think he did. I think it led to something that I'm actually, we've joked about this Gillette ad, but I do appreciate something that, that in addition to pointing out something that's wrong. And I think there's plenty wrong with masculinity and uh, with the American expression of Christianity that you also need to point to, well, what's the, what's then the prognosis? Like, what does it look like to, to be better than where we're at? And I, I think deconstruction is important and reconstruction is also important and uh, pushing beyond just that deconstruction to reconstruction is a is a good exercise for us all to do. So I'm glad I think that that's he was a willing huge to do that. Because uh, to me as well, and y'all see this in your friends too, I have friends who talk about deconstructing their faith. And I'm all fine with that if you will do the work of reconstruction. If you're just deconstructing to say that or to like walk away, don't like don't waste my ear time. But if you're talking about your deconstruction with the goal of reconstructing, I, I got so much respect for that. People get yeah. stuck in deconstruction because it's fun. It feels good to kind of tear down institutions once you realize the problems with them and it, it can lead to a feeling of superiority. I think that becomes very intoxicating yeah, yeah. and it's very hard then to try to build something newer and better out of it. Cause it's, it's scary and you don't necessarily know what, what to hold on to and, and what needs to be rebuilt. And it takes a lot of, uh, it takes a lot of study. It takes a lot of trust in the Holy Spirit. It takes a lot of trust. To, it takes finding new and better mentors than the ones you were raised with, maybe. But on the other side of it is a much happier, more fulfilled uh, intellectual and spiritual life. So I, I hope that we can all be responsible. And I hope that, and, and I think that something that relevance try to be good at, and Cameron, you push us to do it a lot, is don't just find the things that are wrong. Like find the thing, right, find yeah. good signs out there. Find the things that are positive, things pushing the, the conversation forward in a good direction. I'm a glass half full person and it's easy to, there's two ways to enact change. You can either just sit there and point out everything that's wrong, or you can almost like turn your back to it and like cast a better vision for how things could be and inspire people to uh, want that instead. And like they will then when I see what's possible and then I look at how things are, I'm not content with how things are. I, I want to aspire to that better reality and, or you can just sit there and just criticize. You know, and like I, that to me, that's pointless. Let's, yeah. let's, where are we going? Yeah. You know, like right. Annie's point. I, I yeah. just don't get why Scott Derrickson, this world famous Hollywood director, yeah. engaged with Tyler. 
yeah. and thoughtful dialogue. And he said nothing to all my comments about his cowardly relationship. <laughs> 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 I just love watching your brain spin. Did you, did you, point, out, did you uh, point out to him how much of a disappointment he is to his father? <laughs> in... in Various ways. It works. I- explicit ways. Yeah. It it'll was, rile somebody it was, up at one o'clock get, in the morning. It'll, 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 yeah. it'll, it'll do the work. Yeah. yeah. Here's yeah. A, here's here's the here's the secret. Hey, guess Jesse. what, Scott? Your dad, just like the rest of the MCU's fan, felt like Doctor Strange was about twenty five minutes too long. <laughs> Learn to wrap it up, Scott. <laughs> you coward. You coward. <laughs> oh my gosh. You hey, uh, in case you missed it, I mean, there's been a lot of controversy about the comedy, The Upside, with. Mm-hmm. Um, Kevin Hart and, and Brian Cranston yeah. because Brian Cranston was uh, cast as a quadriplegic man in a wheelchair. Yeah. And a lot of people have an issue with that. Well, critics of the casting uh, argue that the role should have been played by an actor with disabilities. Well, this week, uh, Trevor Noah weighed in on it and had some really good insights about this controversy. Uh, Brian Cranston hasn't apologized for playing the role. Uh, he told the Associated Press, we live in the world of criticism If we're willing to get up and try something, we have to also be willing to take criticism. We're very aware of the need to expand the opportunities for people with disabilities. So he's acknowledging the criticism. Well, the the Daily Show host, uh, Trevor Noah, offered some thoughtful commentary about the topic, saying that he changed his mind about the issue after hearing the thoughts of an actor who is currently in a wheelchair. Here's a clip. I understand what an actor is. I, too, am an actor. He said, but I'm an actor in a wheelchair. And... I never see parts that are leading roles for a person in a wheelchair. And so the one time I see a role where there's a person in a wheelchair, I think, wow, this could be it. This could be the moment where I I have all of the tools necessary to play this part. Do I get a shot at playing it? And, And he was like, because when you think of it on the flip side, they never call people with wheelchairs in to play able-bodied people and they'll get able-bodied to people to play people in wheelchairs. And I was like, snap, I, like, I just, I never thought of it like that. The, the w- one thing I appreciate about Trevor Noah, especially in, he's released a series of these. These are kind of taken between segments, you know? It's him just kind of talking oh, like frankly with the audience. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. The, these aren't a scripted part of the show, but they, they regularly release them. That his willingness to admit that his pers- David Letterman used to do this. Yeah, uh, he would go, huh. "Who's from Iowa?" Yeah, yeah. And he would just kind of banter. But, but at least <laughs> Trevor Noah has given some thoughtful yeah, insight. It, it, yeah. and, and more and more times than not with these, it's him saying, "You know what? The opinion I had about this was wrong. Someone changed my mind in a thoughtful, constructive way. I was wrong." My opinion changed, and here's here's the thoughtful uh, piece of commentary that actually changed my mind. Uh, hey, in case you missed it this week, uh, Chris Pratt had some news. I mean, <gasps> you know, I love this. I love talking, it so much. Talking about no, it's not the thing. Yeah, he's engaged. Yeah. Okay, oh, that's not it, Jesse. <laughs> no, that's, that's no, 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 no. Hey, this is the relevant beat. We go deeper than that. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, we went to his Instagram story. Not the big Instagram post about the engagement. No, no. we're watching his stories. That's right. We're, we're, we're finger on the pulse. Okay, we hired okay. we hired someone only to follow Chris Pratt's stories. And <laughs> Chris Pratt. it's 43% of our web traffic. for free, Jesse. Y'all should have just called me. <laughs> uh, he, you know, this week on Instagram, uh, he told followers that he was on day three of the Daniel Fast and he said, check it out. It's a 21, day, uh, 21 days of prayer and fasting. 
So it got everybody asking, what in the world does the Daniel yeah. fast? And this was now 43% of our web traffic this week. <laughs> it was. Really? Yeah. It was big. That's awesome. So the rules for the fast come directly from the book of Daniel in the Old Testament. And in case you didn't know, after being uh, selected to serve in Nebuchadnezzar's palace, Daniel refused to de- defile himself with the king's food and wine. Instead, he said, please test your servants for 10 days. Give us nothing but vegetables to eat and water to drink. Then compare our appearance with that of the young men who eat the royal food and treat your servants in accordance with what you see. The Bible says at the end of the 10 days, they looked healthier and better nourished than any of the young men who ate the royal food. So then uh, later during a time of grieving, Daniel undertakes the diet for 21 straight days, hence the diet's length. Uh, Chris Pratt, also got engaged to Catherine Schwarzenegger yeah. this week. So That's the part go. I'm here for. I'll talk about yeah. the Daniel fast, but the ring is beautiful. They look so happy. I think it's a. I think it's so cute. Uh, uh, his caption under when he announced the engagement, he said that he's proud to live boldly in faith with you. Mm. Boldly in faith. Yeah, you gotta love Pratt. He's he's a constant source. Of Although I don't know, Scott Derrickson was talking about how Christians loved their celebrity thing, and that's a problem. Well, no, he said it's a problem for him. Oh. He, he he didn't say, uh, he, he said they love their pop culture heroes, and I, I frustratingly don't take that mantle. Where I feel like what No, someone, no, he said I, that he has frustrated attempts to be tagged that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are Christians going, hey, we got a Christian filmmaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's but, like, but, but trying he, to he's too uncomfortable with it. Yeah. It's fine with being profiled in Relevant Magazine. Yeah. yeah he, frustrated yeah, he too. <laughs> don't know how that he's. He did do a really, He did do a really great, and he opened up a lot about faith in that. Yeah, that he was, did. Uh, he was, he was uh, very open. You know, how about this? We're going to reshare that on the site this week for people. Oh, good idea, yeah. buddy. Um, I, I the next item on, in case you missed it, is about that horrible clip of the pastor remixing God's plan, and I'm not going to acknowledge it because it's so embarrassing. <laughs> We're not bad, even going to play so. a clip. No, oh, not even please. doing it. We're, We're not doing it. We're not doing it. White people are too embarrassing. Like, no. That's why we have no. to. This is a warning shot. <laughs> yeah, this is this it's is calling war- out. Not, this is justice. It. it is too... this is justice. Deconstruction oh. is an important part of the process. We have to Drake, acknowledge Drake, what is I wrong. Turn know. our backs to what's wrong and let's point to what's good. Like, this is not worth shining the spotlight we gotta on. We got to destroy the old wineskins before we can fill them with it. We get, it's important. This is there's a there's a there's a system. There's a system Fine. here. Fine. I agree. If we don't no. play it, it, it is posted on relevantmagazine.com. <laughs> I Jesse, you, Jesse, you dug this up and you said uh, it to me. It I, was too. It's so. It's this. This is the difference in our humor. You love the Scott's Tots oh, episode of The Office. This is, you love the awkward, <laughs> uncomfortable. I fast forward or mute it. No, no, I cannot it handle it. It does not get any more out of. I've listen. As someone who part of their job is to watch church bloopers regularly. But we played one the other day. We played one all the yeah. other day. That was more slapstick of a pastor attempting to jump over a very large hurdle off a of mini trampoline. And, and they were Christ. self-aware too. Like they knew that what they were doing when they did it wrong, they played it off really well. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I mean, they recovered. But as someone who professionally is professionally oh, no. aware of church blooper videos, this is the Scott's Tots of yes. church bloopers. <laughs> Yes, Jesse, yes. Fine. So if you didn't oh see the clip, gosh. it's on our website. This guy, we don't know why he's doing it. He's some sort of like performer slash comedian at a ba- big Baptist mega church. I don't know. He has a hat on backwards and he's trying to do a, He's trying to do a rap and he's trying he's to show that. Yeah, I, I think thought, he's the I church pastor. pastor. He, he, appeared, he, appeared, he appeared very And he's pastoral. trying to show that he's, he's down the with the, the, the young people or something. Yeah. And this is what happened. That is why I said, 
Drake, Drake, I want you to know Jesus Christ saved my soul. He baptized me with the Holy Ghost. That is why I say, that is why I say. It's so bad. See, at this point, you gotta, you gotta, you, 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 he grabs his knee and does this weird, like, shit yeah, nice. thing. Here we go. This is the best part. God's plan. <laughs> I don't I'm think talking about God's plan. You gotta have God's plan. Oh, Jesus wants you to have God's plan. There's also I- someone doing sign language. Thankfully, <laughs> <laughs> so the sign language interpreter was there for this too, so that no one could be spared. I, you know, even if you don't have the ability to hear, it would hurt the, you. The thing that was so painful is that you know he was like when he was rehearsing it, he was like doing like, oh, I'm just gonna spontaneously do this. The drummer's gonna and everybody will go crazy, and then they'll think it's over. And then the real song will drop and they'll go bananas, right? You know, that's what he was thinking. But it was just this weird, awkward lag and like, God's plan. Jesus wants you to have God's plan. What does that even mean? What was he? It's called freestyle. He's just going with it. He's just feeling the (laughs) the freestyle. Just feeling the the rhythm. Just let the flow, let the flow take you. I feel like that was probably the opening to his message. That is literally the Scott's Tots of Baptist (laughs) Church services right there. It's, It's like the clip we played years ago of the pastor yelling at the kid in the sound booth like you just want to you just want to crawl under the pew and not be there you know? Taylor, can you find that clip yeah oh dude oh, oh, i haven't heard it i don't oh, i don't think i know this one. it's like a fundamentalist like louisiana like old school pastor who's who's just kind of like walking up and down the aisles of the church like the pews and what, like what is it called I, hold on, I'm gonna find it while you talk. I think, and, and, he, and he just starts like calling people out. Like this young couple got engaged, hadn't been to church okay, enough I got lately. It, I got it. And like coming brother Bob and your idiot, you know, like your issues. That's how and, my uh, and then my youth pastor growing up was. Yeah, and then he started talking about the young, the guy, the young people in the sound booth. I would rather have a, a pastor do a painful, at least an attempt at comedy with God's plan. Then, yeah. uh, then it's someone who's like, no, this guy's just got anger yeah. issues or is super this. insecure and just takes it out on other people. I'll say this. Cause the God's plan pastor is likely a, Gil- a Gillette man. You know, he's, <laughs> he's good natured. He tries to make people laugh with, with, co- with victimless comedy. This, this is the old school guy who encourages children to beat up other children to the amusement of the fathers at the barbecue. <laughs> That part was really interesting. All the dads. That, I thought that was very artistic. I'm, I'm assu- All the dads at the barbecue. I'm assuming they're grilling vegan. Entrees. Are y'all keeping the camera on me back there in the little video room? Good. We're having trouble in the video room. There's no one finer than young Cox back there. And he comes down here and spends hours in that thing. But he has a little attitude adjustment that we're going to fix it. Brother Cox, you listening? Because, Mother Cox, I can fix your attitude adjustment. And I don't care what your mama thinks and your daddy thinks. And I don't have a better friend than your mama. But, Mama, you get out of my way when I'm messing with that boy because I'm his preacher. I'm, I'm yours when I'm talking to you. But I'm his when I'm talking to him. And last I checked, he's a grown man. And that video room ain't going to be a YouTube <laughs> oh, Pause it and turn it up. We don't want to miss this. And I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Well, if you don't know what you're doing wrong, <laughs> son, you don't care about what I want to do right. 
Because if you loved me and you submitted to me, you'd know what my heart is and my message is, and you wouldn't go about establishing your own kingdom in the video room. There you go. Church. Like, what makes you yell at the sound booth guy like that? Because he's, hey, he's, hey. Making a, he's making the sound booth it's, a youth hangout, It's not Annie. a youth hangout, Annie. <laughs> you don't love the pastor if you're making it a youth hangout in your own kingdom. We just got a bumper pool room. <laughs> a bumper pool table. In the youth hall. And this is how you repay me. <laughs> By building the kingdom of Devon. Where the youth hang. You know what I would do? That <laughs> bumper pool table is going away. <laughs> I, I would Devin. just mute him. I would just mute him. You start calling me out. That's yeah. what I wondered what was ha- I wondered if he Yeah, because he's really got all the power. You don't mess yeah. with Devin. Yeah. You don't, yeah. Leave the yeah. sound guy alone. When yeah. I get to a church, that's the first person I remember his name because that guy has all the power. That's why we're also nice to Chandler here. Well, lastly, exactly. uh, in case you missed it this week, Kanye West uh, said he is working on some sort of church special. Yeah. So uh, his <laughs> wife, uh, Kim Kardashian West, posted an Instagram story of something she called Sunday service, which featured her husband rehearsing with what sure sounds like a gospel choir and uh, frequent collaborator Kid Cudi. So together they covered some of Kanye's newer songs like Ghost Town from his latest album, a few Stone Cold classics like Heard Him Say and even I'll Fly Away. Father Stretch My Hands and Reborn also appear in the clip. Uh, Kim pretty strongly implied that this won't be the last Sunday service, but it's unclear what the project is uh, or how it'll be released. But here's a clip. We got Kid Cuddy making his own kingdom <laughs> in the video booth. <laughs> it's not a youth hangout, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know Kanye is kind of a complicated person. I mean, more complicated even than he usually is uh, right now. But of all the things he released last year, I thought that Kid Cuddy project was the best one. That kids see ghost things. And so from now on, yeah. I, as long as Kanye's working with Cuddy, then I'm on board. And if it comes with or the, chance, I'll fly away. Ch- I can get down with chance. The stuff he does with chance. Too. I've, and I guess that's supposedly there's one coming or about to yeah. release or something. Yeah. God's plan. God's plan. <laughs> talking about God's plan. <laughs> Jesus wants you to follow uh, you, God's plan. You, you can hear a point in the clip where he just kind of gets away from him, and I think he knows it, but he's too deep into it. But that's when he grabs his knee and starts wiggling it. Yeah, right? yeah. He's like, I, I'm losing him. I'm losing him. I got to floss. I got I to do something that resembles oh, a dance. It's the, old, it's the old pastor trick of whenever you start to lose the audience, double down. Double don't, down. Don't, that's, exactly that, right. that's on them for, get, for not double paying down. attention Did to he you. Honestly, you. Like, let's, let's say he had like a very earnest, like thoughtful sermon about, you know, recognizing God's plan for your life. He's like, you know, I just don't think this is really going to make the impact in the lives of my congregation <laughs> without one other thing. <laughs> I've got it. <laughs> this, this surely will help those wayward congregants struggling to find their calling in their life. You know, this will do it. God, thank you. It, yeah. If I growl, God's plan. Yeah, God's Drake, Drake, what you gonna say? Jesus Christ is here today. Oh, gosh. Yeah, there you go. All right, well, that'll do it for in case you missed it. Stay tuned. Up next, Francis Chan joins us. Downtown, 
You're listening to Sharon Van Etten. The song is 17. Uh, at the beginning of the podcast, you heard Simmel, S-Y-M-L, with Clean Eyes. Well, this week's episode is brought to you by Church Home. Uh, you know, on our phones, we can be connected to anyone, anywhere. But how do you actually find meaningful, positive connections and tune out all the negative noise? For me, it's with the new Church Home global app. What we love about Church Home is that it's not about excluding people. It's about being together where everyone's welcome. The Church Home Global app allows you to connect with people all around the world, have honest discussions, and create meaningful relationships all from your phone. Uh, They have a great feature even uh, every day called the Daily Spark, which is just a quick way to start your morning positively with inspiration from Judah and Chelsea Smith, uh, Church Home's pastors. Join me today on the Church Home Global app. Download the free Church Home Global app available on the App Store or Google Play, or you can text RELEVANT to 555-888. That's Church Home, uh, one word, C-H-U-R-C-H-O-M-E, global, available on the App Store or Google Play, or by texting relevant to 555-888. Well, Francis Chan is a former megachurch pastor, speaker, author, and is one of the faces of the new video teaching series from Right Now Media. In the series, Francis traveled to the Holy Land to walk in the steps of Jesus while teaching some of the deeper lessons of the book of Mark. We recently spoke with Francis about his journey to Israel and why taking a deeper look at the gospel is so essential. Here is Francis Chan. You know, I've been a Christian pretty much my whole life and, you know, have spent a lot of time reading the Bible, but I don't really know the a lot of the distinctions between the Gospels themselves. Tell me why the book of Mark stands out from the other Gospels to you and why it was something you wanted to teach through. Well, uh, I think because, okay, like when I was back at Cornerstone, I had taught through Matthew and Luke and John, and I never preached through Mark. So honestly... That was intriguing to me. I, um, I mean, some of it, you, you know, it wasn't a real spiritual thing. It was just uh, for the sake of time. It was a, a shorter gospel that we could could make it through. But you know, there's there's something cool about taught through verse by verse through books of the Bible. There's something also that's beneficial when you can fly through something because it's the flow of the book a little bit more easily. And that's what I liked about the series was, okay, we only have a few hours. Um, let's fly through this book and you get something that I think you don't necessarily get when you go word for word um, over several years. Having not, you know, you, you mentioned when you're at Cornerstone, if you're preaching through some of the other Gospels, what surprised you when you were doing this deep dive into the book of Mark? Being in Israel changed everything because you could touch it. You can you, you can imagine, you see people walking around and you're, you're looking at their life and going, gosh, he was literally standing here. Like, what would I have felt? Like being on the Mount of Olives and you know, maybe standing there with Lazarus, who's been raised from the dead, and you're heading in, and here's Jesus who has 
you, you've seen him walk on water, you know, and I'm I, so chronologically we've gone through this and I, I'm experiencing it on the boat. I'm experiencing the Mount of Transfiguration. Now I'm on the Mount of Olives and, and everyone's going nuts because here's the most powerful being who's ever stepped foot on this earth right here. And you're about to walk into the city and take over or so you think. And then suddenly you realize, oh my gosh, he's going to be tortured. And if I follow him, I'm going to be tortured. And you start to think, what would Francis Chan have done at that moment? Would I have followed him to the cross or, or would I have backed off? And like, this is real Christianity. This is as real as it gets. And you just realize, wow, what kind of message have we been preaching you know, here in America, has it has it been the true gospel? Um, and is my mind warped just because of the world that I live in? And how can I escape from it? So I don't think it was a difference in teaching Luke or teaching Mark. Um, it was more just the context of being in Israel and teaching one of the gospels. It's, it's interesting, you know, kind of that juxtaposition of teaching it there versus, you know, from a from a pulpit here. You know, a lot of a lot of American Christians, their interactions with these books are in like an air conditioned, you know, well furnished yeah. church building in <laughs> in a country where they are the majority. But, you know, what's striking is watching some of these videos is how little has seemed to change. And just I wonder if you could talk about putting yourself into that context of not just, the, you know, the the time frame and, and, and the setting that Jesus was, but also the context of, you know, Israel, the, the, the Israelites and the people that were following the, the Jews that were following Jesus, you know, they were under persecution. They were a minority. Yeah. How did that context help kind of shape the teaching? Yeah, I, I mean, anyone who's been to Israel knows like it's just like a, a very volatile situation. You know, you've got people with machine guns everywhere. You've got, uh, you know, right there, like uh, war going on incessantly. And so it's right in your face and you realize, gosh, I, I live in such a safe, um, place. I just don't, the Bible doesn't come alive. Like, like you said, when you're sitting in an air conditioned building, like it does when you realize, wow, the same conflicts are still going on in this very city right here. I can see it. I can feel the tension and it's, it's really not that different. You have very religious people there that are all dressed up, you know, in their religious garb and, you can just picture Jesus, like what he would do in that type of setting. But it, it, it's kind of like, um, you know, you read all this stuff in the Old Testament about all these idols. and But in America, you know, unless you're going into a Thai restaurant or something, you, you don't see idols. But you go to India and you're like, whoa, again, the Bible comes alive because it's like everyone worships an idol. Um and you realize, okay, now some of those passages are coming to life. And, and I feel like the same thing happened for me in Israel, um, where uh, there was just something about seeing the conflict right in your face that makes you go, okay, now I see what Jesus was dealing with. Now I see what the early believers were dealing with to a lesser degree, but at least some part of it. 
I want to ask you something about, you know, kind of the content of the teaching too, because one of the themes that kind of run throughout is the idea of holiness. Obviously, you're in these places that have this reverence and holiness, but it's also sort of a theme of the teachings. And so that's kind of a difficult idea for like modern Christians to comprehend because Jesus seemed a lot of places in the Bible so normal, so human. Why is it important for us to have a proper understanding of Jesus's holiness? In so many ways, like, that's the crux of Scripture. Um, I mean, we have a God who is like no other. Like, we have to stop, you know, like, uh, putting things even close to where He is. That's the whole idea of holy, holy, holy. He is set apart. Um, He is sacred. Uh, and we live in a very man-centered world where we just feel like our opinions should matter, our feelings should matter. And it's like, no, God, God alone matters. Like he's on another level than all your feelings, all your preferences, all your desires, all your opinions. Like he's got to be way up there. He is not like us. Our creator is so far beyond us. Yes, we're made in his image, but the whole point of life is, man, I am uh, I am inferior to him, and I should gladly come under his leadership. The whole original sin is man trying to be, you know, I want to eat of the tree of good and evil. I want to, in my opinion, you know, I want to know what's right or wrong. I don't want, I don't want God to just tell me what's right and wrong. Um, I mean, this is all about understanding that our God is to be far, far above us. And so uh, that theme is not just the book of Mark. It's, it's scripture. It's, it's the whole of scripture. That was Francis Chan. Make sure to check out his new video series on the Gospel of Mark. Uh, it's at rightnowmedia.org. Hey. I've been in game of a long time. Says me out, that's a long flight. You're robbing me rough on the wrong guy. She's taking me out of the wrong time. Yeah, hold on. Says me out, that's a long flight. You're robbing me rough on the wrong guy. She's taking me out of the wrong time. At Lifesong for Orphans, we believe the church is the solution to caring for orphans. Through holistic, Christ-centered education and care to vulnerable children in developing countries, as well as adoption financial assistance to Christian families in the U.S., LifeSong invites you to join in living out God's call to care for orphans. LifeSong serves adopted families and churches at zero cost, and 100% of the donations go directly to helping children in need. You are called to serve orphans. We can help. Find out how at lifesong.org forward slash relevant. You're listening to Higher Brothers. Song is 16 hours. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Last week, we got talking about uh, celebrity encounters because Annie was on a plane with Shaq. I was. And just talking about how... I mean, it, it changed her life, frankly. It did. I can't, we'll <laughs> um, never forget it. Um, and so we want to know your best, worst, most unforgettable celebrity encounter. You guys hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast and you posted on the podcast episode page at RelevantMagazine.com. Here's a few of our favorites. I like this one. It's ironically, Cameron and I were literally having a conversation about Matthew McConaughey's uh, 
tendency to just randomly show up to practices at the University of Texas. Yeah, the football program. Yeah, yeah no, no, I, I was watching ESPN last night while I was debating idiots on the internet, and I don't watch <laughs> ESPN all that long, yeah. or that much. And uh, and it was like Matthew McConaughey is coming on later, and I was like, what? Yeah. And then they were showing all these pictures of him like giving halftime speeches to the University of Texas football team and hanging out and like coaching guys up on the sideline and junk. And I'm like, he's just a random fan. Like, like he's not a football no. savant. He's yeah. not an expert. I'm like, and I'm thinking this coach is fairly new. I mean, this coach has only been there like a year. Yeah. It's like he inherited Matthew McConaughey. Like I think McConaughey he's sneaking just, in. I think he's sneaking right. in. McConaughey is like comes with the program yeah. Yeah. and like you yeah. just have to put up with it if you're the coach B- because I've, I've He's seen the same the video recruiting package I mean it's yeah. part of the deal if you go to Texas <laughs> you're going to get to meet Matthew McConaughey every weekend so but but either way we have a, we have feedback here from Patrick Marsh who's a not only is a UT alumni He's a alumnus. A, alumnus. He is a he w- was on the college baseball team there at the University of Texas. Guess wow. who randomly came to practice one day? Well, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. To the baseball team. He hung out. Yeah, he yeah, he shows up to baseball practice. He hung out and just watched for a while. Then he decided that he would join the team for wind sprints at the end of practice. Like, so Matthew McConaughey is sitting there at leisures watching baseball practice. When it's time for the wind sprints, the conditioning at the end, he runs down to the field and decides to join the team. However, he only ran a few and then called it good. <laughs> he also confirmed Matthew McConaughey does not wear deodorant. So Dude, the, the, my thing is, is like, why do you think the school tells all the ushers and coaches and personnel that work in the athletic department, just yeah. let him do what he's going to yeah. do. Do you think that's yeah. what the Orlando you, magic people say about you, Cameron? <laughs> I, well, I thought that until Jose, the security guard came over and told me to chill. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we Press thought we had orders, an agreement. Orders here. from on high. Yeah, apparently we thought we had an agreement. Um, I, this, I like this one a lot from uh, from Cal Busman. Uh, <laughs> he, you said uh, that with such disdain, Cal Busman. Right? Like, it's a fun name. I like it. He's a bus man, uh, Cal Busman, the bus who, man. Uh, out of college, was working at First Baptist Church in Tallahassee. Says that when he was in his church's family life center, this is what I like about the celebrity story. Is it's you need to be in the least likely yeah. place to see a yeah. celebrity. You need to be like at a, in a in a mundane non-celebrity environment like yeah. the First yes, Baptist yes. Church in Tallahassee yeah. in your churches. I don't know what a family life center is, I guess. I, in my mind, I'm seeing kind of like a... Uh, I had one in my church growing up. It's a fellowship hall with... Ours had a stage for when the choir did performances or the okay. children and sure. basketball. And basketball. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Basketball. Yeah. Challenging. Oh. Okay, sure. I'm, I'm, I don't know much about basketball. It seems like that kind of throw a wrench in proceedings, but sure. <laughs> um, but uh, and so that so Cal's just living his life, working at his job in the Family Life Center, and in walks Prince and his entourage. What? So right there, you go to you you go we go to the Chappelle skit. Oh, where yeah, Prince absolutely. and everybody wa- walks what in. Is one like the best, they, literally one of the best moments of television yeah, in the last that, fifteen that, years. Charlie it's, Murphy, it's, Charlie Murphy recounting his stories of hanging out with. It's yeah. almost Prince, as famous yeah. as like Prince himself is that bit of Prince wow. and and what it's like. So Prince and his entourage walk in. Wait, he's in playing, Tallahassee at his church's fellowship hall, and Prince walks. Prince in. was like pretty famously like got super Christian in his later. Like was like had, was a had a real strong spiritual bent to him. 
He was very so he was he was playing Tallahassee, had some time to kill before the show. And so he went not where you or I would go if we had some time to kill before we had an event out of town. Yeah. He went to the First Baptist Church in Tallahassee and the church and there were amenities there and he came looking to shoot some pool. Another famous Prince fact is that he really liked like games. Like like he loved basketball, obviously. He loved playing uh he loved ping pong. He was wow. a big fan of ping pong. Why would and, you go uh, a, to a Baptist pool. church looking to shoot pool? Why Just not? go to a pool hall. Why not? Google go to a pool, pool hall. Yeah, because I don't know. People like Devin build their own kingdoms <laughs> in the fellowship hall. He knew he had some games. It's a youth hangout. It's a youth hangout. He Maybe he, he knew it was like the least likely place he'd be found. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I guess that's true. If you didn't want to hang out with like get mobbed by right. celebrities or you know as a celebrity, right. then you just go to then you go knock on the door of a church. If I recall correctly, I'm remembering, I'm piecing it together. He was a Jehovah's Witness at the end. Yeah. So I think t- Jehovah's Witness is correct. That's right. So why not go to Jehovah's Witness? Maybe they don't have the good. Maybe they don't. They don't got pool over there. So anyway, Cal says I got to show him around and then shot pool, shoot pool with Prince for a while. He got to shoot pool with him. Can't tell you who won, which probably meant that he did because I think I would remember if I'd beaten Prince. For sure. Then we just chatted about football. He wore purple because he was a Vikings fan. He was the purple one. And so was my dad because he was born in Minnesota. We talked about Vikings. That was the extent of it. It sounds like he just like had a day at the job with Prince. I like to think that Cal's not really into sports, so they talked about literal Vikings. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, you into Viking lore? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah. Minnesota. See Vikings up there sometimes. (laughs) I get that. Is everyone up here Norwegian? Um, I have a great one from Brianna. Brianna, Brianna. You can never know with this name. But they were, she and her sisters were in New York City and they were just walking down the street and there was a big metal door with a bunch of people gathered outside of it, which this is a hot tip. Everyone should stop when that happens in New York because it does mean something famous is going down. And so the door opened and the security guard and a tall guy walked out and the group surrounded the guy and started taking his picture and they realized it was Hugh Jackman. And so he, she's trying to get her phone out of the car and her sister like looks at her and is like, shut up like that. <laughs> and as Hugh Jackman is getting in the car, he turns around and said, no, you shut up, <laughs> which I think is awesome <laughs> that he heard her. So I love that. It's nice that he he was self aware. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, and he kind of made fun of the sister, which I kind of like that about. Yeah, he seems like a nice. He seems, guy. he seems very charming. He always seems like a very winsome. Yeah. He has a very winsome personality. And he's a he's a good Christian man. You know, he's a strong yeah. Christian out Is there he? in Australia. Yeah, he I does a lot of that. work with uh, with uh, World Vision Australia. His father was a tent revivalist. Yep. Yeah. Really? Yeah, and he's been married since before he was fam- before he was an actor. He's been married to the same person, yeah. like the like the, the whole entire time. Yeah. He's a good man. Love he's that. Good on and, him. And he talks to people. Look yeah. at that. Yeah. I once saw in uh, New York. I get talking about getting into a car. Uh, in New York, you you see celebrities getting into cars because they they shuffle out of the yeah. The, yeah. The, the building really quick. Yeah, yeah and you'll see. I once saw Regis Philbin getting into a car. Did you? Did. That's kind of cool. I just said the Rage. And what he said, nothing. He didn't. He didn't acknowledge. He didn't acknowledge. He said <laughs> you blurt. You just blurt. You don't know. You don't. You don't like right. premeditate. Well, it's like, what? what are you gonna do? You come around the corner and there's Regis Philbin. You well, go, Cameron. I remember. Uh, I remember being at a movie with you in New York City, 
and we sat one row in front of I think it was Rudy Giuliani yeah. and Jody <gasps> Foster. Yeah, that right? side by side, Jody Foster and Rudy they were Giuliani. Sit, they were sitting together at the same movie. It's the we weirdest thing. That is weird. That was Wait, a very weird really? random pairing. Yeah. yeah, they were just seeing a movie. Well, no, we were at a scre- like a, it was a screen. invite it was only an early screen. Oh, oh, I thought y'all just like went but to the still, movies. But it was like, why, why, why are they together? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And how do yeah. they know each other? Because they were yeah. clearly like they're not like on a date, but like they're they like were there together. Yeah. yeah, like they're just hanging out. Jodie Foster and Rudy Giuliani. Well, Lizzie Rice had a good one of one time. She this is to your story of you know just finding the right thing to shout. Right. Yeah. You know? Right. Lizzie. <laughs> Lizzie is in Spain one night eating gelato, and guess who walks towards her? Hmm. The one and only Ty Pennington. <laughs> wait for it okay i was so starstruck as he passed that the only thing i could yell was move that bus yeah of course he waved oh my gosh. and walked on oh, what else he gotta yell though bus? he hears that every day yeah, of his life, life. he uh, didn't 100%. acknowledge he did gave it he didn't give her anything no I he waved that. and no. just kept going no yeah. yeah uh okay that'll do it for you that y'all's feedback there's a lot go uh go check it out and it's time for this week's editorial question of the week. Hey. I mean, sometimes we have to go off mic for a few minutes and try and come up mm-hmm. with a compelling conversation starting uh-huh. question of the week. And sometimes manna falls from heaven. Sometimes yeah. it's given to us. That's exactly <laughs> That's right. Yeah. It's right there. Uh, earlier on the show, we brought you some pretty cringy pastor moments and uh, got us thinking. We want to know your most cringy pastor moments. Maybe it was <laughs> revival. Maybe it was a yeah. guest speaker. Uh, maybe you saw your pastor try to jump a hurdle because of the power of God <laughs> and then fall flat on his back. Uh, oh, or right wow. um, <laughs> hit us up on Twitter at relevant podcast, uh, or you can post your longer stories, which I'm sure there are many on the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. And let us know your most memorable, cringy pastor moments. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you were, just hanging out in the sound booth and the pastor started calling you out by name in the middle of the sermon. Started, I, that's who we need to get as listener of the week. Get that guy. Get Devin. The Devin or the pastor? No, 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 Devin, no. That pastor sure, scares Devin. me, man. Yeah, yeah, I would be terrified and he would, he'd probably make me cry. And, uh, yeah, he, sound, he sounds not, not like a Gillette man. He I was sounds about to say, like a that's big, not a Gillette man. Bully. He's a big mean bully. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's pure toxic excellent. Yeah. Oh man. Well, many thanks to Francis Chan for joining us today. Remember, you can go uh, check out uh, his new series on the Gospel of Mark, Bible teachings from the Holy Land. It's available now at rightnowmedia.org/mark. Go check him out. He's he's I like him a lot. He's a great teacher. Yeah. Um, and thanks to Church Home for making the episode possible. You can join us today on the Church Home Global app by downloading the free uh, app at the App Store or Google Play or by texting RELEVANT to 555-888. Uh, if you're searching for it, it's Church Home, one word, C-H-U-R-C-H-O-M-E. Well, a little. Uh, this is where I give a little updates, a little behind the yeah. scenes stuff. So people know. We were playing with video during this whole recording. Yeah, this is a big, a big successful test. Big you guys test. look great. So, you guys look great. Uh, you guys look really good. Everyone I has a think, great angle. No. Barring any un- unforeseen, you know, uh, situations, next week you guys can start start looking for video highlights That's from the episodes, right. and then uh, a few weeks later, big change, big yeah, news. Let's not reveal. Quite no, yet. no, no, Let's no. Play something else is coming. Yeah. This is like the appetizer before the entree. The the video highlights. It's yeah. just little apps. Yeah. Little little. That's right. Little I mean, snack. it's more like the menu because they're not really getting to see anything yet. No, 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 no. Next week, they'll start to see video highlights. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm with that's you. That's the appetizers. What I'm saying. That, yeah. That's yeah. yeah. That is the. Don't you know, fill up on the highlights. That's is all the I'm slider. Saying. Yeah. yeah. That's the. That's the. Oh, the you slider. Know. Well done. Well that's done. That's the slider. The little, the little baby burger. It's not. It's yeah. It's a two bite burger. Is what I call. Yeah. It. Or baby if you're really burger. motivated, it's any any you know anything can be a one bite burger if you really try it. But uh, <laughs> coming, coming the, the beginning, beginning of February, big 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 changes to the show. Yeah. Really excited. Uh, hey Jesse, it's fun having you in, in yeah, the studio. This is always a great time. Thanks for uh, getting yeah. the magic two good wins this weekend. You know, when it gets to be crunch time at the end of the season, I'll be happy to come down to a couple more W's for the team. So I do everything that I can. You know, appreciate. It. Hey, I'll come down to the studio for the next one, Cameron. That's right. That's you right. will be here. We're just rotating yeah, Tuesday seat. show. Yep, on Tuesday's show, just Annie will be live, live in the studio. Yeah, Tyler, with... you got to book a flight. You're next. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm on. I'm on Expedia right now. I got to get in on this. <laughs> I I am on Greyhound.com. <laughs> I will be there in a week. All right. On that note, we'll wrap things up. I'm Cameron Strang. I'm Jesse Carey. I'm Chandler Strang. I'm Tyler Huckabee. And I'm Annie F. Downs. We will see you on Tuesday. Have a good weekend, everyone. I hold back, sometimes I won't, yeah. I feel good, sometimes I don't, hey, yeah. I finesse down Western Road, hey, yes. Might go down to G-O-D, yeah, wait, yeah. I go hard on Southside G, yeah, wait, yeah. I make sure that Northside E, and still. Thank you for listening to The Relevant Podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to leave us a review on iTunes. Check out other shows from the Relevant Podcast Network in the podcast section at relevantmagazine.com. And while you're there, browse exclusive podcast merchandise at our online store. Make sure to subscribe to Relevant Magazine. Info is available at relevantmagazine.com forward slash subscribe. Hey, hey. She say, do you love me? I tell her only partly. I only love my bed and my mom. I'm sorry. 50 dub. I even got it tatted on me. 81, they'll bring the crashers to the party. And you know me. Turn the O2 into the O3, dog. Without 40, Ollie, there be no me. Imagine if I never met the broke. We just got a bumper pool room, a bumper pool table in the youth hall. And this is how you repay me by building the kingdom of Devon. Relevant Podcast Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.